There we go. You guys. It's good to see you. Hi, I'm eating mamba sticks. Sorry, I'm literally chewing the second the podcast starts. Welcome back, Allison. This music's great. What the fuck happened while I was gone? God. We sell shirts now. We were selling shirts before. Wait, hold on one second. You guys were behind that kazoo music, right? Yes. Kazoo music. Okay. No. Gaslight? (laughs) Is that what happened? I went away for three weeks. And now you're gaslighting me. No, it's it's been fucking nuts, guys. So, like, I'm now living with my best friend who's also getting divorced. Like, we now, like, we're raising five kids together. Like, when this podcast began, I had two kids, and now I have five kids. And they're all teenagers, and they all started school today, and it was amazing. Because August almost fucking killed me. I I love my children, and I love Veronica's children, but I was like this close to throwing everyone in a ravine. It was, you know, like summer vacation starts and they're like, can I stay up a little late past that time? And I'm like, oh, sure. And I'm going through my shit. And I'm like, do whatever you want. Just be with your friends and be happy while your mom's like getting a divorce and eating a lot of pie. And um, yeah, it, I mean, it had turned into like very close to like a Lord of the Fly situation last week. We had like... <laughs> People like it was like Survivor with alliances and people like turning backs on each other. The whole house was was feral, like literally covered in trash. Like like ten minutes before we started recording, I had to talk with everybody of if we if the recycling bin is full or we don't have a recycling bag, we don't just throw shit on the floor. And we don't do that for two days. So there's literally like a pile. Like I'm not talking about one thing. I'm talking like of like at least 20 to 23 pieces of recyclable material just thrown on the floor. And I'm like, you are heathens. And I love them. They're like the best fucking kids on earth, guys. They really are. But anyway, so forgive my absence. But they're in school now, bitches. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, fall. Yeah. Go, Kids in school. So close. Bullshit. It's so close. So close. Summer, it's like your kids are like just breaking your shit and driving you nuts, and it's hot. What the fuck is good about summer? Nothing. I don't have children, so of course I think summer is the best season, you know, and I had that it's ending. But I'm really happy for you guys that your kids are going back (laughs) to school because. I can completely have a lot of, um, you know, sympathy for that, even as a childless person myself. Yeah, yeah. and you're gonna you're gonna get to spend a couple hours with them this weekend. Yes, Let's that is right. Wheels. Yes, I mean, yeah. This weekend is Willits Pod Live at Camden Yards for the meaningful wait, do we, like, Orioles have Hayes game. Tickets to that, or do I need to like text you after the show and figure out tickets? Um, we don't have tickets yet, but it's not like tickets are unavailable or we, we can sort that out later. It's- okay, great. I just want to make sure I wasn't missing anything. Yeah, we can no. easily walk up and get tickets. It is not yeah. a, it is not a problem. We, we want to go early so the kids can see batting practice and also get the giveaway and all that. But 
Yeah, that'll be great. We have a lot to talk about, though, that um, and we'll talk about that after it happens, I'm sure. And we'll talk at the park and, and do a podcast there. But we actually planned out some things to talk about today. Um, Allison, I know that you want this show to be a place where you can get big questions of the universe answered. And, <laughs> and let's just start with the big one that we have. Are Mr. and Mrs. Met humans with baseball heads or... Are they baseball all the way down or something else? Is all of their skin baseball skin? And if so, where are the seams? Like, where where do the seams go in baseball flesh if you have baseball? Is it like, you know, when you are, uh, like, butchering a pig or a cow and you draw that diagram? I'm a food person, so I know this up in my head. Yeah. But anyway... Is it like that, but baseball seems like here's the Mr. Met Bacon and here's the flank and here's Met Hams. The butt is the ham, by the way. If you're ever wondering what ham is, it's pig ass. So yeah. uh, those would be... Uh, Mrs. Met bringing it. I, I would prefer the Mrs. Met Ham over the Mr. Met Ham because uh, she's... she's got a little, yeah, she's sprung. Yeah, she's got it going. Addie, what are your thoughts about this? You know, I just, okay, so so here's something I need to understand. Are you saying that, like, you think inside they have muscles just made of baseballs, but they're the regular shape of their body, or is it baseball stacked on top of themselves? No, their flesh would be baseball, you know, because if they are a baseball head, we're assuming they have, like, a brain and things in there. Does Mr. Men have a nose? He has a nose, right? He can breathe. He's not okay. like absorbing oxygen like a like a plant like he's not like he a plant have, like photosynthesizing. Has, sorry, I like he has a nose, but um, take take a look at Mister Met. He does not have nostrils. Uh, but what would the nose be for then? Like, what's he doing with his nose? Like, is it just he's gaslighting you into believing that oh he breathes God. human air? Okay, so here's the thing: I literally misunderstood the question like the from like you know the last like two weeks when you've posed this what i'm imagining is literally like there is nothing but baseball inside of them like it's like their organs are baseball like inside mr and mrs met it's just baseball stacked on top of each other making up their body it's kind of like a baseball michelin people like, yeah, yeah. Like baseball Michelin people. But yeah. that would that would make them really lumpy. So I think it's more like their muscles are made out of cork. And maybe they have a muscular structure like human beings, but made out of cork. With- that is the thing. Yeah, if they are baseball all the way down, then the, the baseball hide is really just the flesh. Yeah, and exactly. So really cut them along the sleeves, they, they, uh, along the seams. They are less vulnerable that way presumably but we don't know where the seams go i would think all right so we're going to talk about seams this is where it it gets to me like i don't know how you could do baseball fingers really i don't i mean well mr med is really big so i think you have got white gloves on yeah white gloves yeah those things got to be a mess under there but like I don't know, maybe there's, like, stitching in between their fingers. Yeah, that would work. Okay. So, this has gotten very serial killer really fast. Like, in Silence of the Lambs, where he, like, makes that coat of women's skin to wear. 
we're essentially doing this, but out of leather and stitching for like yeah. baseball people. Okay. I'm sharing another pick in the chat now from CBS Sports. It's full body of both of them. So that'll uh, that'll give us a bit more. And this is CBS Sports actually did oh, a... Shit. The headline that accompanied this was a photographic appreciation uh, of Mrs. Met's rear end. Mrs. Met is looking good. I'm saying. I've been saying it for a long time. I have never Wait, been sexually attracted. Is that literally the headline? Yeah. Yeah. That is literally the headline. I will. Uh, oh my god! I mean, she obviously. This is from 2014. Wow! Wow! Do they still have this? Like, is the current Mrs. Met that sprung? Because I'd like to think that they are upholding the yeah. standard now. Watch, watch a uh, you know, watch you know, like Addie wrote about the. John DeMarsco work on the SNY broadcast, watch a narco entrance um, and Edwin Diaz and, and catch Mrs. Met playing her trumpet. Um, oh, I mean, and, I'm and shaking seen, it. I know exactly what you're talking about. I mean, she really does. She gets into it. She gets into it. <laughs> Mr. Met is like this white bozo. Like he, he might as well be wearing like a polo shirt and khakis at a That's wedding. Exactly. That's exactly like I mean, Met fans are you know like everyone on Long Island looks like that, and they're all Met fans out there. Um, I honestly, Mrs. Met, oh, I'm sorry, Mrs. Met makes me feel like empowered. Like okay, because Mrs. Met, yeah, it was like first there was Mr. Met, and it's like I guess got to give him a Mrs. Met and some Mrs. Baseball kids, you know, like Mr. Potato Head, and then I was always like, I'll like get her, get him abroad, you know, or something. And the first Mets female mascot was Lady Met. Yeah, and like, but look at her. Like, she's kind of coming into her own. Like, she yeah. she's not just a Mister Met with a bow in her hair. Like, this this is a new Mrs. Met that has like agency and and personality, and she's her own woman. Like, she does, does have she lore as uh, working as a hospitality attendant at City Field. Do, does she? That's her lore. That's her lore. That's terrible. I mean, a that's woman with a career. Yeah, it's yeah. that that's the best the vets could do. It's like, oh, she's a waitress. Well, it's it's she's not so as bad as like. I mean, it does make sense as far as like what a mascot does with crowd relations and that kind of thing. So they they just like have her in kind of a what civilian. What is Mr. Metz's job? What is Mr. Metz's job? If you're gonna get civil- yeah, he doesn't have a job. His job is mascot because he's yeah, she, he's an old worthless sack of shit. Mrs. Metz contributes something to the organization. She brings in fucking business. Yeah, but Mr. Metz is the fucking headliner. Mr. Metz the one who's on the hat. Does Mrs. Metz ever get to go out there without Mr. Metz? I think it's a great question, oh. Allison. Yeah, I think this is a great fucking question. And I think somebody should look into it. I think maybe should that be us? Yeah, I think maybe that has to be us. Yes, I think that's our job, actually. I can't do it. I've got a lot of shit going on. The kids have only been back in school one day. I have a lot of things to catch up on. I miss miss this stuff. What is our job going to be now? Uh, We have to investigate if Mrs. Met ever gets to go out on the field by herself without Mr. Met. I live in New York. I should be the one that does this. Yeah, I know. I don't, I don't really think of her uh, ever really being separate. I mean, occasionally, yeah. like, I see him without her, but I don't really see yeah, her without him. We see him without yeah. her. Yeah. I will say this is really cementing my official opinion on Mr. and Mrs. Matt, which is that I like 
my beloved Noah Syndergaard hate Mr. Matt. But I think I am a huge fan of Mrs. Matt. And in fact, I think we should just call her Ms. Matt. <laughs> Guys, I've already convinced like so, four other people to get divorced this year, including my best friend. What <gasps> if I break up Mr. and Mrs. Matt? What if what if I am so influential that because I honestly think like as as a now sassy divorce lady, I'm like, girl, you do not have to put up with that. You can yeah, do better, lady. League. What? She is clearly out of his league. She is. She's the unfortunate thing. Offers. She can she can hold her own. But and, that's you know I think that's part of why she's Mrs. Met is because she's keeping it Mrs. Met, I think. To fend off the attention from the fucking like bloopers of the world and the Mr. Redlegs. Like, have uh, you seen Mr. Redlegs, the coked up, LSD'd out Mr. Matt? Yeah, no, Mr. Railroad I Baroness, have no Mr. Idea Redlegs. What that is. What is that? What is that? I looked at um, Mrs. Matt. No, you know what? Mrs. Matt, Mrs. Matt is not somebody who would sit, she would not come to the ballpark at all unless. You know, she has it, or even if she is, like, she's just been coming in Mr. Met's shadow, like, maybe she's just never asked herself these questions. And now that she is going to ask herself these questions, that's what it has to be. Like, Mrs. Met, if you are listening, have you ever considered that you're the star? Have you ever considered that it's not his life that you're a character in? What if this is the Mrs. Met story? Have you ever thought of yourself that way, Mrs. Met? What if this is the Mrs. Met story? Oh my do, God, Allison. Do yes. you know for sure that Mr. and Mrs. Met are sexual with each yeah, other? They have babies, right? Do they have babies? Also, Jesse, whatever the picture you just tried to send us, it's not loading, which makes me even more scared of what yeah, it is. Just, just Google Mr. Redlegs. It's a horror show. Mr. Red Legs. There's also a, a Mrs. Red Legs. Oh, wait. Um, this is just, this is just Red, Mr. Red. Say. Like, literally the Red's mascot? That's um, his full name? Mr. Red is different. Mr. Red has no mustache, and he has a more oh. bulbous baseball head. Wait, stop. So there's Mr. Red, and there's Mr. Red Legs? Yes. That is <laughs> the stupidest <laughs> shit I've ever heard in my is entire Mr. life. Red Legs, one, one word? Two Red words. legs, one word. Here is um, I'm going to try to give you another picture here. Uh, this is really oh, good. Yo, yo, the, the, the red baseball chick is hot. Did you see her? Yeah. I did I literally like, have the same thought at the same time. Wait, so this is just like the thruple of mascots for the Reds? I don't know what the fuck they're doing in Ohio, but yeah. This is literally, wait, wait, I say this with love, absolutely fucking bonkers. Oh, yeah, there's a fourth wait, one down there. It's like a little pet. Mr. Red and Gapper. Gapper? They Gapper? Gapper's yeah, like their furry dog. mascot. You need, you need a baseball one and a furry Stop. one. This okay, is so, now, so, oh my God. I found that they did a what I'm saying, is that of all if, four of them. If Mrs. Met is out there looking for other men, she's going to struggle. But if Mrs. Met were to get, you know, if she's interested in Rosie Red, then, you know, I say they should go for it. They should both dump their loser. Get it. Mrs. Met Actually, get it. You, should, you, and, you and your friend should move in with Mrs. Met and Rosie Red, and then you have, you know, a whole 
I would love that. I would love that. Maybe because somebody can help me fold laundry, which took now that I have five teenagers, it took me like two hours to fold laundry tonight. I'm like, I'm never accomplishing anything again. Besides, okay, it's starting again. I also have to fold my laundry after this podcast because I fully forgot this afternoon that I started laundry and then I started working and then I was doing yoga to wind down from work and I'm literally in down dog trying to relax. My brain's like, oh my God, there's a laundry in the dryer. I almost cried. All right. That's rough. Mr. Red. Hold on. Hold on. All right. Mr. Red (laughs) kind of has a little Pete Rose look to it, which is weird for me on a lot of fucking levels. Okay. I, I actually totally see that. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's I'm not probably really cool with it. modeled sort of after him because he was so popular yeah. when the yeah. Mister um, Red was introduced. I'm not sure what the fuck Gapper is. He could like they could have. I mean, maybe he's a dog. He could be their dog. That's that would have been a storyline. Um, I don't know why he's necessary, but okay. But let's talk about Mister Red Legs. Was he like a villain? Or I mean, I love him. I love everything about him. I think he should be the only mascot. Um, for I am he's so scared of him. Like his literal oh God, bright red eyes. It's amazing. His per- he I, is perfect. I once bought a stuffed a stuffed version of uh, you know like a little stuffed Mister Redlegs doll when I was in Cincinnati, and the mustache was made of felt. Um, so eventually, after giving that to my children, the mustache came off, and you want to see terrifying. Mr. Redlegs without that mustache, you think he's just going to be Mr. Met, but his face is creepier. What's his purpose? Like, why does he exist? Like, because we know what Mr. Met's job is. It's just to be a fucking guy made out of baseball and make you go, oh, I like baseball and I like the Mets. But you already have Mr. Red. Why is Mr. Redlegs here? Like, why do we need a second one? I think Mr. Redlegs was first. Okay, this would literally... Okay, that's even... That's even crazier. Like... That clearly means he was so bad at his job that they were like, we need a new mascot who literally has the same name as you, just a little bit shorter. This is what I also find crazy is that it's like, imagine if one day they were like, hey, guys, we have a new mascot called Mr. Metlegs. Yeah, okay. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Like, here, here we go. This is from uh, Tom Radom Design. I think it's Radom or Radom. I've talked with him on Twitter many times, but you know, you don't know people's names when you read them and don't uh, say them out loud. This is from 2013. He wrote about uh, Mr. Red. He's a sports designer. So this is really his field of knowledge and interest. Um, the Cincinnati Reds claim the title of America's oldest baseball team and their Mr. Red mascot has been part of the Cincinnati franchise for 60 years. The origins of Mr. Red are rooted in the anti-communist red scare And this is referring to the mustachioed one, the anti-communist red scare of the early 1950s. In April 1953, the team announced that they would henceforth be known as the Cincinnati Redlegs. A new emblem was introduced, and this is the Sporting News, March 4th, 1953. Uh, Cincinnati will introduce a new team emblem this year. It ties up the Reds with the original Red Stockings of 1869, first professional team in the history of the game. So the history of Mr. Redlegs is that he was originally Mr. Red um, and introduced uh, to combat uh, the commies. Here's a link to a picture of, of him with red stockings on his jersey when he Wait, initially appeared. Wait, if he was from like the 1890s, then I don't understand. 
He's meant to evoke the 1890s and the team's oh. history as the Red Stockings before they were the Reds, because in 1953, they didn't want to be called the Reds anymore. Yeah, I so... guess that's when did they decide that they were cool with being the Reds again and they got rid of their legs? After the Red Scare. So this would more appropriately be Also because be like... nobody really called them the Red Legs, because... Yeah, because what the fuck? Yeah. If this would be like if they were like, hey, we have a new mascot, a new mascot, a new, a new mascot. mascot. That's what Mrs. Matt is. She's a mascot. Yeah, a new mascot. That's so true. Yeah. This is her story. Um, <laughs> it, this would be like if they were like, hey, like we have a new mascot. It's called Mr. Met, but it's actually new. And the Mr. Met, you know, his name is Mr. Metlegs now. And that's because... We're not scared of communism anymore. In fact, we embrace communism and Mr. Met's legs, Mr. Met legs' legs are a hammer and a sickle. Hey, you know how else we embrace communism a little bit? Not as fully as some might like with minor league players getting the MLBPA. That is a fucking segue. You should host this show. You do host this show. I took it. I saw it. I took it. Yeah. Boom. It's awesome. I don't really have uh, too much to say about it other than that, I guess, you know, for, for those who, um, you know, haven't heard by now, uh, minor leaguers, uh, we'll just, you know, read from the Jeff Passan article here. Uh, the Major League Baseball Players Association took an initial step toward unionizing the minor leagues Sunday nights, sending out authorization cards that will allow minor league players to vote for an election that could make them MLBPA members that is awesome it is not the minor leaguers unionized just yet but it is a push and from what i understand um and what i read that this is a well thought out uh process that because they are seasonal workers there's a chance that if they try to unionize in the off season that major league baseball will say well you can't unionize because you're not our our workers you're not our employees you're seasonal apprentices um all that business. So we'll see where that goes. I, I know that, um, Addie, you're far smarter about labor organizing than I am. So, uh, what, what happens here? Well, what happens here is one of a couple of things and your point about, um, the possibility that they could unionize in the off season and then have the league say that they don't recognize them because they're not employees or seasonal apprentices. That's really interesting. I actually hadn't heard that, but it makes a ton of sense. Um, I also imagine that's part of why they're, they're basically trying to incorporate them into the existing MLBPA so that they, this is a process called accretion. If we want to talk unions, this is when you have an existing unit inside of a workplace and then you can start to unionize the rest of the workers in a process of accretion and it's a way where instead of having to like create a whole new union this is what i think they're doing to be clear i might be wrong but this is sort of what i thought i understood today um they can basically like the the unit can basically vote to become part of this larger MLBPA, so they don't have to have um, like a fully new organizing process. 
Um, it would be really interesting to me to see basically what comes of this and if there will be um, like a fully separate bargaining process for minor league players and like what the leverage of that might be that because that's definitely an interesting I'm just really curious to see how this unfolds there's a lot unknown and I'm actually getting ahead of myself here because minor league players will have to vote or I mean there's okay there's two paths um what I read today is that it looks like what they want to do is get this to a vote with the um, NLRB, which is the National Labor Relations Board. And you need at least 30% of the members of a workplace, in this case, the minor league baseball players, to have signed cards saying that they want to be union members. When you have 30% of cards signed in any workplace, at that point, it can go to an election at the NLRB. That is like the bare minimum. I will say literally as an organizer, that should never happen. You should never be going to an election with 30% card side and not knowing what's happening next. <laughs> um, the other way this can happen, and I this is a possibility though, that it wasn't even mentioned in the article that I read today. So I don't know if that was, I don't know. I don't know if this is just like not an open possibility or not something that's being discussed. But a, a workplace can actually voluntarily recognize a union. That's actually most likely what happens in many workplaces that if you're listening to this podcast that you've heard of. That's what happens at most like media unions. Um, but a lot of times like the big Amazon fights that we've seen, those are elections where the workplace, the employer refuses to recognize them. So it's forced to an election. Um, yeah. So that's my sort of, that's my like, um, off the cuff lecture that's basically just conjecture about what the possibilities in this case are. And I'll be honest, I don't know really anything about sports unions. I don't work in sports unions. <laughs> so in a lot of ways, we are fully in um, foreign territory for me, just to be fully transparent. I covered a lockout and was involved in bargaining once. Um, so I, I bring that, but I think that this is, you know, it's, it's something we're going to talk about and maybe we can get somebody on here who uh, fits our mold of being uh, able to talk about that and uh, able to talk about I would about love that. Bugs. I have a lot of questions for somebody who really knows the ins and out of the MLBPA here. We'll find somebody. I could uh, like do journalism, you know, like I am, that is my other like real career is that, I can, is that I can like interview people. We should bring I guess it's true. Again. Yeah. Scooping the post and the, and the New York times, just baller stuff. Thanks very much. Yeah. I won't deny it. And we can do I think they like see? stole my idea? No. But do I think I published it first? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> do I know I published it first? Yes. Absolutely. That's what counts there. Yep. So we continue to do that. Um, I know that Allison's going to write for us at willitspen.com soon. Oh, yeah. Also, willitspen.com is the place to go because they've got, we've got, they've got, they, I'm going to distance myself from all of the creations on there that I definitely made that myself. Jesse that Jesse made just, by hand. Like the word butts over and over and over again on various pieces of clothing. It's of really course. great. And I love to, I just love to fucking browse our own site. So, um, I do too, honestly. Already. I'm going to do it right now. Let's see what, let's see what I am loving today. 
So we got the newsletter there uh, where you find us and everybody else and you find the podcast there. First football podcast, not a football podcast is coming up. Uh, We recorded that last night and you know, what we're talking about with the unions kind of rolls into a lane show territory and, you know, we'll keep just doing more and more stuff and doing what we want to do because that is the point of this whole thing. And there, uh, there was another item that we had, um, and, and Allison, I want to talk to you about this. Um, Max Scherzer and his wife, Erica, expecting their fourth child. Uh, Too many Erica kids. Today. Yes, indeed. Too many kids. Indeed. Um, she is due in February. Mm-hmm. Um, and the sleuths on our Discord uh, were very quick to deduce that um, – Max and Erica were getting busy when Max was on the injured list earlier in the season, um, February due date. So yes, we, we congratulate him on spending, you know, it's, it's important to take care of your body. So just because you're uh, like injured doesn't mean you can't bang. That's right. Why would we tell somebody, why would you tell a player that they're not allowed to bang? You don't Nobody's saying that. Good. Nobody. Nobody's I saying don't that. I hear that it's, kind of shit from our readers. They know better. It's it's more no. They were like, hmm. Seems like uh, the time timing there works out. February and when he was on the injured list and. Uh, I mean, what and, else was he supposed do? to do? You know exactly. Exactly, he wasn't. You know, he wasn't. You know, wasn't pushing himself. Uh, well, I, I don't know what he was doing with himself in in that moment. Um, but good for them. <laughs> I will say, again, as a childless person, I do recognize that privilege in this moment. I think their family is so cute. I think yeah, it's really like are. an adorable little baseball family. I think it's funny that like Max Scherzer's this absolute fucking freak of a man when he pitches. And then he has this like super normie, like Christian seeming family that's like so sweet, like posing with these like little balloons. I love it. I think it's so, I think it's like such a fun little dichotomy of Max Scherzer. <laughs> yeah. Cause I feel like it's the, the balloons thing really got me too, because it was like, you know, holding these, the, the different colored balloons for the different genders of the kids. So very, very much in that spectrum, but also not doing like the puff of smoke or so. Like it was, it was in that understated way of like, we have these little helium balloons. We've been through this shit before. We don't, you know, we're just raising our family. Um, yeah. hundred percent. There was a picture on Twitter earlier of, you know, from 1968 of Arthur Ashe riding the subway and nobody recognizing him or just everybody leaving him alone. I don't think it's nobody recognizing him. I think that that's always, that's always the thing when it's like, Here's a celebrity in New York who nobody noticed. No, people just. It's like, no, New Yorkers are like fucking smart enough to treat celebrities like human beings. (laughs) Yeah. Here's a man reading a newspaper on the subway. Nobody's going to fuck with him. Um, But I think that like Max Scherzer is a guy like you could run into him at CVS and like you'd be like, hey, you have, uh, well, yeah. You have different colored eyes like Max Scherzer and you look exactly like him. So I think that that, that kind of gives him away. But like if he didn't have the heterochromia, like you would not be yeah, able to Yeah, he would out, be such like think. a normie looking dad in my CVS. He'd be another, he'd be indistinguishable from Chris Bassett. A hundred percent. Who is indistinguishable from most men in the CVS. 
most men in a CVS. I'm trying to think about what the average guy looks like in a CVS, and they're all unremarkable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't notice any men. Like, I can't think of, I know I've been in many CVSs with men, but I can't think of one, you know? Yeah, like, they're the all like, it's like a blank. Yeah. yeah. I will yeah. say, even after I, like, you know, I'm like, wow, celebrities are human beings, folks. If I saw Max Scherzer in the CVS, I would literally probably start, like, and I would 100% be like, um, hello. Like, I just want to say, like, I'm a Mets fan. <laughs> and I just, like, really love watching you pitch. I'm like, can we take a picture together right now? <laughs> I think it kind of depends where you are, though, doesn't it? Like, if you saw him if at I was a CVS in, CVS in D.C., Oh, I would immediately do it. Oh, but DC is also different because he pitched there for so long. Exactly. Like, I will say that is like Max Scherzer. It, it's fun for me. I think I've said this on the podcast before because when, when he was pitching in DC, like he was so, so, so beloved here. And I couldn't like help but enjoy him. Like, how can you not like Max Scherzer? Like he's yeah. – so fun to watch. He's like such a character. He was always he's doing as good like as Justin wonderful... Berlander and not a huge egotistical asshole. Exactly. Oh, exactly. He was always doing like wonderful charity things in DC. He um when he left, he paid for um adoption fees for any animals adopted at the shelter that week for like a Aww. whole week. Like, I love him. And so it makes me so happy that he's a Met now because I can just, like, cheer for him in this unashamed way that I've always wanted to. And I 100% feel like there's no love lost in D.C. Like, I think people really just love him, which is so fun. He's We all agree that he's, like, a psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> we all love him. That works great, too. Like, I mean, Jacob DeGrom also has very, like... <sighs> He, like such a background like i mean simple like he comes out to simple man and like it's, it's so perfect it is like i love him he had long hair but at the same time that he had long hair noah was here then he just kind of like blends in and like yeah. well he also cut the long hair and then just like immediately became god <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was already pretty good, but yeah, like he, he just like yeah. I mean, obviously, I do feel like it coincided though. Yeah, like, it short hair. There was no gimmicks anymore, and he started throwing like 101 miles an hour all of a sudden. But like we and and I'm glad for this. Um, I, I know nothing about him. Nothing. Like I know he's from Florida. I know he's from Deland. Yeah, I know he went to Stetson and he played. I know shortstop. he went to Stetson and that he was a shortstop until he was a junior in college. I know he tweeted about like going to Chili's once in like 2011, and that's the only thing people like. Remember when we were all going through Major League Baseball players' tweets to make sure that they weren't racist, and a lot of them were racist. Yeah, there was nothing in Jacob Degrom's Twitter except for him being like at Chili's with my family. <laughs> Yeah. That's the only other thing I know about him. Likes chilies, throws hard. Yeah. Perfect. Pretty decorous. 
I'm posting my I'm posting my B reel right now to promote our podcast, by the way. What are we doing? You're welcome, guys. I'm posting my B reel to promote our podcast. All right. <laughs> don't, I don't worry. Know what that I'm means. out here. I'm out here doing the work that that any good Gen Z girl should. Okay. Oh. All right. We have? we have we had one other thing to talk about. No, I think it was just those yeah, three. To be honest, we covered everything. I mean, I still have more to say about Mister Meth's anatomy, but I feel like that could wait till next week because I want to sleep on some of it. Yeah, I think that can be a recurring topic. Yeah, we like, also we have haven't our, even gotten we into to weigh in on this. Like we've well, got to get into, we have to get into the genitalia, but we'll do that next week. Give everyone something. Yeah, a little we, we haven't we haven't gotten into any kind of like rep- reproduction or um, even if there's sexuality involved there. We don't know that Mister and Mrs. Met sexually reproduce. I think they do. How, I'm pretty sure they have kids. How okay. their species is created. Okay. They, uh, okay. I have to go to bed, Jesse. I am tired, and uh, I mean this is this is a topic that. There's an ESPN on, like, where they did have kids. This is an ESPN like mini series. This is like I don't think it's a different like, Mrs. Met. Five night events, Mr. and Mrs. Met. Like David Attenborough presents the history of the Mets. So I would gonna love that. that. I would fucking love that too. We need to think of the perfect New York person to like narrate that too. Jerry Orbach's ghost. Done. Yeah. <laughs> We'll just do a Jerry Warbuck impersonator. It'll work. Jerry Warbuck uh, donated his eyes. Yes, I know that. Good guy. Good guy, that dead Jerry Warbuck. All right. Good night, everybody. You're doing great. I have just pulled my laundry. Glad to have you back, Allison. Addy. See you next time, everybody. This has been awesome. And that is it for this show. Mm -hmm.